Confidence Mastery Podcast. This is one of your episodes on our Body Confidence series, specifically targeted at women. But if you are a man, you do feel free to listen because you may be able to share this with some women in your life as well. Um, and some of the stuff that we are sharing does cross the two genders. And um, so do feel free to, to continue to listen because there's going to be lots and lots of great nuggets of information here. Today, we have a very special lady joining us. Her name is Samantha Muckett. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited to speak with you. Um, could you, before we get going, give the listeners a little introduction to yourself, who you are, what you do, and then I can explain why I've asked you to be part of this series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm a, a coach and a healer. I've been doing this for about six years. Um, and I've worked mainly with women across all all areas of life. Um, my current interest is is in the, the the physical body and the physical health, and also mental mental health. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to talk about anything. <laughs> here, here to talk mainly about um, the the relationship of our energy and our food on on our health, basically. Yeah. And it plays such an important part into how we look at our bodies and how we see ourselves when we heal and nourish our bodies in the right way. And that's partly why, well, it's a huge part of why I wanted you to be part of this series, because you do a lot of great work and help a lot of people around this. What was it that drew you into this arena um specifically around the body and yeah food and everything um so it was really my own journey with mental health um so you know as I said I've been doing sort of mindset and energy work and healing and things for for six years so I've, I've been absorbed in that world um but in 2020 I was diagnosed with bipolar and um I was in sectioned and like under mental health act I was in hospital for, for two weeks and when I came out of that, I had some therapy and you know, some um, some group work and things like that, which was which was good, but it, it wasn't stabilizing my um, my emotions or um, my nervous system or anything. Everything was just pretty much fried. Um, and then I kind of went into denial and was just like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's good." And I kind of just got on with my business and had a really good year in my business. But then I had a big burnout, um, mm-hmm. sort of last early early um, last year, and I had another sort of psych- psychosis event. And at that point, I was just like, "Okay, I need to figure out how how to really." get my my mental health back yeah um yeah I've never been on medication I don't agree with being on medication because it just masks the problem mm-hmm. um and then so I went through a lot of emotional healing because there was a lot of grief um that I hadn't processed around my dad's death um that came up and there's a lot of trauma that came up that I had to to process um and you know, something that I turned to at the time when he died was food and alcohol mm-hmm. back in 20. 20- 2014 he died um so I was drinking every day um you know binge eating whenever I wasn't wasn't able to cope with the grief and stuff so at that time I just couldn't cope I didn't have have the mechanism to cope with it um and those patterns yeah I've I've been a 
sort of binge eater all, all my life, like on and off. Um, but, you know, obviously got worse after that. So the weight just kind of creeped up as it does. And um, mm-hmm. um, that was, you know, I'm start, now I'm starting to learn about the, um, um, the metabolic syndrome, which can have so, like can cause so many different illnesses, but bipolar is one of them. Um, so I started a, a keto diet. I like stopped drinking, and that's obviously when all the the emotion then started to come up because my body was able to heal yeah. and it was able to like release all of that grief. Um, so yeah, that was kind of an ongoing process last year and and into into this year. Um, and like now now I've started doing um, the carnivore diet, um, which is basically just animal products. So it's meat, fish, um, a lot of fat, eggs, butter, butter. <laughs> lot of lot of butter and some dairy. Um, and it's this is now like I've, I've done a lot of research into it, and this for me now feels like it's actually repairing my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, repairing my nervous system in a way that you know mindset work doesn't do healing work mm-hmm. doesn't do um and yeah I'm kind of kicking myself that it's taken me this long to figure it out but you know it's <laughs> everything <the> happens <laughs> for a reason and you're meant to go through different processes to figure out like what's the right thing for you and mm. that you know you've been through a lot and you've shared a lot so thank you for being honest with that and and getting to the point that you're, you know, you're at now, if you hadn't had those other things that you tried, you wouldn't be able to share your experiences with people and like having done the research. So it's, it's a good thing if we think about it from that perspective, <laughs> everything we do, the learning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think in the coaching industry, you know, so much is focused on thoughts and emotions and then, yeah, that work definitely is useful and have a huge impact but if your physical body is um dysregulated mm-hmm. you know, it, it just constantly undoes the undoes undoes the work so you have to just constantly be doing the mindset work and the energy work and that becomes a full-time job because mm-hmm. you're just trying to manage um whereas you know if you actually look at the body as well um and you can heal you know in, in all three areas then you can actually like move on with your life <laughs> It helps. It helps in so many ways. Like there's that phrase in there, you are what you eat. And Mm -hmm. the stuff that we put or, you know, a lot of most people in the world that we put into our bodies isn't nutritionally dense. It's highly calorific and doesn't actually do our body any good other than giving us a a short burst of energy to complete the next task. Mm -hmm. So if we think back to 150, 200 years ago, where we didn't have all of these processed foods and e-numbers and whatever they they spray stuff with now, Mm. people were probably able to have better regulated bodies and there probably were less mental health issues because their bodies were working correctly and their brain functions correctly because you're feeding it the right nutrition. And Mm. then that shows on the outside. So you can look at the internal and external body and have more confidence in your day-to-day life yeah and and confidence is something that's definitely come back for me so 
like I didn't have any confidence because I didn't know how I was going to feel from minute to minute, let alone day to day. You know, my emotions were all over the place. So I I had no confidence to be able to like commit to anything or, Mm. you know, make a promise to anyone about what I was going to do. And so, you know, I couldn't really, I couldn't work because, you know, I I need to be in a certain space to be able to work and to help people. And I, I couldn't do that um so yeah my confidence is definitely coming back um my because I'm I'm also autistic so I, I I struggle with verbal processing sometimes and being able to get words out and you know um be around people and um I've actually found that now my nervous system is more regulated I can actually you know string a sentence together I, I can go to the supermarket and I'm not like completely overwhelmed by people um so yeah, it's 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 incredible. It's <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's that's, such yeah. That's it's, really really amazing to hear. And like, if you think about yourself now to compared to like five years ago, mm. how much has it improved your life? Like learning how to look after your body properly. Uh, I mean, it's it's been a massive impact on my relationship because yeah like being in a relationship with someone obviously like you get things that trigger you and you have to deal with stuff and I mean we we've done quite a lot of kind of spiritual you know spiritual work and conscious relationship work before but again it was you know at the time it was we spent a lot of time dealing with emotions and having these big long conversations about what we thought was wrong when actually it was the fact that we weren't honoring our bodies and um you know having boundaries and having standards around what we put in our bodies so it was creating all this dysregulation so um yeah now it's just it's it's a lot easier and more fun you know we're we're both on on this journey together and we'd have more fun and it's it's a lot more light and it's not serious like we're always constantly trying to manage you know all these things you know um so so that's that's been great um physically I mean just so in the last two years I've lost two stone which doesn't sound a lot like in two years there's been a lot of like underlying patterns that I needed to heal and you know heal the binge eating and stuff because I if I just went to calorie restriction mm-hmm. lost weight I and I wasn't a different person I would just put the weight back on which is mm-hmm what's always happened in the past um so it's just little things like I can climb the stairs and I'm not like out of breath you know <laughs> like I'm excited about buying clothes again which I haven't been for ages um yeah just it, Do you feel like you need to hide away less um yeah I'm feeling more like you know, people can look at me in the street or on social media or whatever, and it's like that's nice rather than it being like, oh no, <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> There's a lot of attachment to self-worth to like a person's weight. And for me, when and I, I've said this a lot, um, like when I see somebody who's got a great physique that goes to the gym or you can tell that they really work out. It's not so much the way they look that I admire. It's the work that goes into creating that. Because as a gym person myself, I, I know what it takes. 
I don't necessarily think that being a bit overweight is a terrible thing, but people do tend to feel better if they're not carrying that extra bit that, you know, you don't need. And if you're able to run up the stairs and not be out of breath and feel more comfortable, more confident in your clothes, then surely that's a key demonstration of not being obese. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I I think we've kind of gone down this like toxic body positivity route mm. where people are like, oh, love your curve. You know, I saw one the other day. It's like, love your curves. Don't try and fix it. And, you know, we have to be able to hold these two truths of like, I can love and accept myself as I am and not hate myself and not hate my body. And I can also want to improve it and get healthy and feel good. And, you know, the, the weight loss is a, almost a side product of, of, of eating healthily and exercising. Um, and, yeah, I think when we just go into like, oh, just love your body, it's fine, you know, you look great, you don't need to... People, you know, when I was trying on my wedding dress, people were like, you don't, I was like, I'm going to lose weight for the wedding. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't have to lose weight. You look brilliant. You look brilliant. I'm like, it's, it's not about that. It's like, I don't, I don't want to feel the way I feel right now mm-hmm. on my wedding day. So, you know, that, that was kind of the catalyst for me to start losing the weight. Um, and I, you know, I had a year to do it. So it wasn't like, I just need to lose it quickly. Yeah. Um, but I was, you know, I was still heavier than I wanted to be on my wedding day. And I was still in, you know, had a lovely day. And <laughs> <laughs> having a, having a target and a goal for something like that is definitely beneficial when it comes to putting in the work to make it happen. Cause otherwise we can just meander through life, not really taking action or like moving the goalposts if you've got an actual wedding date <laughs> you're not going to move that just because you've not hit your target um, <laughs> that would be a bit silly and um, I think you're very right about the toxic positivity around body positivity because it's giving people permission to be unhealthy and I talk a lot about health mental health obviously confidence and mindset but if you are unhealthy your life isn't going to be the fullest it can possibly be so whilst you can possibly look in the mirror and say yeah I love my curves I honestly don't believe that to be true for people that are struggling to walk and to breathe and like can't go and exercise because they're at that point too far down the spectrum Mm. um how do we how do we help change that to help people to understand that it's not necessarily about your size it's about the health of your body and you know because we have one body to live in and mm. um, so I, I think we have have to have that conversation for a start around toxic toxic body positivity and um, and yeah just kind of undo undo that and and come to like okay what's 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 real like what's the truth of your experience like are you struggling to walk up the stairs like do you feel sexy you know would you like to get into other clothes because it, I think we have completely swung to this point of like it's almost shameful to want to lose weight um and you know we have to approve of our own desire to to do that mm-hmm. um even when you've got people saying, oh, no, just have a pudding or, you know, just have a glass of wine. And it's like, <laughs> you have to be like, 
confident in yourself and yeah, yeah to be able to say no I'm, I'm doing this for me um so there's that I mean there's so much relationship dynamic stuff that goes into this because food you know it's love it's nurturing it's it's family it's bonding um and there's an individuation process to go through where you actually decided actually I don't, I don't care what other people think I'm not gonna you know I used to eat to please other people mm. and because it, it was just easier to do that than have people go oh why why not and all, the, all of that questioning it's like going out and not drinking and people say oh don't be boring yeah yeah don't have to drink to be fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so and that that stuff used to make me like I used to choose to you know live in their world rather than living in my own world mm. um and because like the, the whole reason I put on weight is is like a self-abandonment trauma like I had to learn to be loyal to myself and not abandon myself and go okay I'm not I'm not gonna um follow you, what you want I'm gonna do what I want um yeah yeah what's what's right for me um what helped you to give yourself the permission to do that because I think that's something that a lot of people won't do and a lot of people are people pleasers and like you say they'll cater to their friends or family's needs and also or you know all of that what gave you the yourself the permission to give yourself permission yeah that's a really good question um I mean it's kind of practice like I think sometimes it, it it's just having like a really small win like maybe you don't have a, a pudding when you would normally have a pudding or um you know you leave some food on your plate and you, you like you have to be okay like to feel uncomfortable it is going to feel uncomfortable at mm. the beginning because you're going against the, the pattern that you've been living in for so long so it's it's being willing to feel that discomfort of oh I'm disappointing this person by not eating this food um yeah and <laughs> um I mean to be honest for me I think it, it just got to the point where I was like I, I can't live like this anymore it's costing me too much like I broke my foot um because I was drinking and I like walked on like went took a first step in, in my to go up to bed and just like fell off the step and like broke oh, my foot. um and that was kind of around like December when my dad passed away and I was drinking a lot and so yeah the cost just got too much for me um and what I found is like the more that I choose myself and I you know have that standard for myself other people around me kind of shift as well so you know, my husband stopped drinking, um, but that would never have happened if I'd have, you know, if I'd have said, right, we need to stop drinking, like, or mm-hmm. we need to. It was all just like, right, this is what I'm doing for me, and then you know, he's just, he's just kind of followed my journey with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it becomes easier, I think, over time, and like with, um, yeah, with with friends. I mean, <laughs> there's some people you're just not going to spend time with, you know. Like if your only thing that you did as as friends was like go out and eat cake, then well that's not a thing anymore. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like the people you spend time with and the activities that you do, 
they need to change with it if you ultimately want to break these habits that aren't serving you having mm. the right kind of the, the, the right yeah the right kind of people around you and doing different kinds of activities so like for example I used to go and get absolutely smashed myself um, and a lot of that came also through grief and then now it's like okay oh who can I see that will come up the mountain with me as yeah. opposed to let's go sit in the bar all day. although I do quite enjoy that <laughs> it's fine it's, it's a bit of balance and like the right support and like you say if you tell people the more and more you tell people and you demonstrate that I'm doing this for me like I don't I don't care whether you approve or not because ultimately it's not it's not their life is it yeah and, and often when people don't and especially around drinking like if people don't approve of you it's because they don't want to look at their own reason why they're drinking so they're projecting that disapproval onto you but it's actually you know it's nothing to do with you it's, it's about them and you know that's useful to know because then when whatever somebody says you don't need to take it to heart and take it on as like oh this is true about me um you know they're saying that you're boring when you're not drinking because they believe they're boring when they don't drink um that's such a great point it is mostly a projection of their what they see of themselves and something for everybody to remember you know because <laughs> they they don't live your life and they can't do the work for you bit like um you know I, I can't lose weight for you I can't go and exercise for you you have to do that yourself you have to want to do that yourself and mm -hmm. um, and for the right reasons so that getting into that healthier state of mind so your brain functions better you mm -hmm. gain more confidence like by proxy from doing from doing that and um, and you know you've you've demonstrated that yourself I know I have demonstrated that myself and it's an interesting journey to go on and to allow yourself to to go hang on I'm gonna do this um, I'm gonna a little <laughs> <laughs> had a little technical issue there that's okay um what would you say to people um that are looking at themselves at the moment they feel like they're constantly making the wrong choices and hitting that self-sabotage button and we'll, maybe we'll come to that bit in, in a bit what would you say to them to get them to start getting on the right track to feeling healthier and more confident in their own body and um, i think something that's really helpful to understand is that there is a lag time between when you make the decision and when you actually embody that choice for like 100 percent. so you know, I was choosing to eat healthily, I was choosing to not drink, I was choosing to respect my body and stuff. But there were times when I would get triggered and food was the coping mechanism. Um, so, you know, I would I would know that that was what was happening and I'd maybe just give myself like 10, 15 minutes to try and feel as much as I could of the, of the you know, the trauma and the emotions that were coming up that I was suppressing. But then at some point I might still binge but it might not be as much as I would have done if I'd have just gone straight into it. You know, maybe I'll go take a bath, like try and find some, like it, it's a re-education, like how else can I soothe myself? Yeah. 
I do need soothing at this point because I'm, you know, something has come up that's difficult for me to deal with. Um, and when your nervous system is not regulated, it's, it's difficult to move from the fight and flight response into that soothe response. So you might need a lot of, um, you know, hugging or, you know, a bath or something. You might need a, like, it, it seems like a lot to give yourself, mm-hmm. but it's because that nervous system just it can't like click over into the the rest and repair um side of things so giving yourself a lot of time and space to um to to relearn that so that when you get triggered then the nervous system it becomes more supple and you're then easy it's easier to move between states but that does take time mm-hmm. um, and if you do go for coping mechanism and numb yourself whether that's you know food, alcohol, social media, whatever, um, you know, you know that you've, you've you've done a little bit, and it's going to get easier as time goes on. And eventually, you hit this tipping point where either you, you know where you don't get triggered as much for a start, but when you do get triggered, it's 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 much less, and it's much easier to stay still and not go into that that coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say I'm never going to binge again or, you know, I'm never going to fall off the wagon again like it could happen. But I feel I've, I've hit that tipping point of like I feel more confident. And I know that I've, I've got the tools that I need when I do get triggered with something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've got that. Asking for support was something I you know, never, ever did. I was very hyper independent. And now I'm able to uh, like I've got a support network I can tap into and be like hey I just need to talk this thing through because I'm really angry with this thing and da-da. or you know please may I have a hug because <laughs> I've had a bad day never like, underestimate the power of a hug oh my god yeah um yeah like the oxytocin regulates our nervous system so like that bonding hormone especially for women mm. once we've activated oxytocin it reduces our stress and it like regulates all of the hormones so yeah hugging every day and even you know giving yourself a hug and yourself a hug yeah yeah and doing things that make you feel happy um all of that is like it's you know it's um energetic food you know what you're watching on telly or what you're watching on social media and what you're making matter all of that is food that's going into the system and if it's you're taking that junk. I mean, I love a bit of junk telly, but <laughs> a bit of a little bit every now and then. <laughs> a little bit, but yeah. If you're con- like, if you're just watching EastEnders and the news and all, and you're just constantly taking in all this toxic energy, you can't process all of that, and your your body's going to then go, "Oh, I just need some junk food because that's all I'm worthy of." You just keep feeding me junk. So yeah, it's looking at all you know everything, not just the food and the drink, but the the emotions that what you're taking in what what you're choosing the relationships you're choosing I forgot what the question was I'm just <laughs> I'm just on a roll now right. no, I think this is great because if you think about the past three years if you're listening to this in 2023 and um, if you're listening to it later on then it'll have been longer but those th- three years there's been so much fear based propaganda that people have become in a state of fear and people started drinking more and they started eating more and they were exercising less. So they're in this state of stress constantly. The body can't 
figure things out or make rational decisions or informed choices because mm. they're just constantly getting this junk put into them. And if your body's in a different state because you're feeding it like positivity, you're giving it good nutrition, you're going to look at your body and be more appreciative of it and then the choices that you make. Um, and it's a good good point that you make about it's going to take time. So the, the question was about getting getting started yeah. um, and understanding that it's going to take time for you to change these habits. And I really liked what you said about what can I do instead? So it's slowly or giving yourself a bit of time to think and process what am I feeling? This is usually my go-to. Let's go and try something else. And if that doesn't work, then try something else. <laughs> Not necessarily go back to the thing that you used to do. And, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, eventually you should be able to replace the ones that don't serve you with with habits that do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, we we are challenged by, like, what's accepted in society. You know, if, if, if it was like, oh, I'm just going to have a little bit of heroin every now and again people would would disapprove of that but when when it comes to alcohol like it's just so part of our society mm-hmm. um but yeah it's a, it's a it's it's a drug and it has an effect on on the body um my aunt works in a supermarket and she said during a normal like before covid you know the um the tags yeah that you take off the the security tags they used to put them into a trolley and every day they'd fill up the trolley like once and it'd be done um during covid she said it they entered that trolley five times a day wow the people were buying five times as much alcohol oh my god wow <laughs> that's incredible and yeah isn't that, I, I thought it was more but like five times more and that's spirits as well because that's all the, you know, that's, yeah. it's the spirits that have the security time. never mind the rest yeah of wow yeah, yeah, I yeah. quit drinking for thirty-one days in the first lockdown because I thought if I could mm. deal with all of this and not drink, I've cracked life. And I was going to do thirty <laughs> days. I did thirty-one. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I was drinking yeah. the amount I used to, but um, I did get to a point. And I'm just thinking this isn't helping. I'm still doing all of the, the exercise and I'm still eating. And cooking, I've, I had a Facebook memory come up recently. Um, I have a Saturday night, me doing a cooking show, making protein pancakes, <laughs> because there was nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was nuts. Like, that was a, such a crazy time. Um, yeah. And I think people are still using that as a bit of an excuse. Of, oh, it's lockdown weight, or you know i think that society's back open enough to be normal now for you know to to get to let go of that excuse and get mm-hmm. yourself back into those good habits and hopefully they're only emptying the trolley once a day now again not five <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to ask her for me and <laughs> well, that's what it is now yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so when these things happen so we obviously we're looking at how we feel in ourselves physically and obviously that's linked to, like mentally the we're talking about good nutrition and getting started with these new habits that serve 
when people get to a point where they do fall off the wagon and think, fuck it, like if I if I open a pack of biscuits, I guarantee you that entire packet of biscuits will go. So I don't buy biscuits. Mm. Like, that, that's that, that biscuits are my thing. Um how how do people go from I can I, I need the whole packet to I can I, I just have one or two like just because I fucked up a little bit doesn't mean I can carry on like ruining the hard work that I put in. Mm. What advice would you give for, for that? Um, I think I mean I'm not an expert in the, the sort of nutrition side of things, but just from my own kind of research understanding, um. You know, a lot, a lot of that food is designed to be Moorish, and if if you've if you've got insulin resistance, you know, if you're overweight, you've probably got insulin resistance. So that food is is going to be very even more addictive to you than it would be to to somebody who who's you know a normal weight. So it's not a willpower thing. You know, it's it's a physical thing where your body is craving that, and then obviously you've got gut bacteria that want that sugar and want those carbs and while you've got that in your gut those bacteria are influencing your decisions mm-hmm. and where you you know where you're going for things so the cravings are coming from those bacteria that are like yes sugar please sugar please so so there's a lot of it's not as easy as just well i'm just gonna i mean not buying the biscuits is probably the best thing you could do <laughs> I'm just I'm exactly the same. Like if I ever bought anything, I would I would go to the shop and I'd be like, right, I'll buy peanuts, I'll buy crisps, I'll buy this. This would be like for a couple of days and it'd be all gone within a few hours. <laughs> and I like, just don't buy it. Like <laughs> that's the yeah. point where you control. Um but once like for me, once I've now I've become fat adapted, so I'm now burning fat rather than carbs. I'm not craving anything. I'm not mm. just like eating is now the like it's fuel to put in my body i've still got a bit of the like entertain you know food is entertainment i would look forward to going out and stuff but now it's more about like where can i get my steak and mm-hmm. you know, where, where can i go for some nice high quality food rather than um yeah what, i mean i would yeah yeah chips and yeah fried food and stuff no um and you, you, you know your taste buds change and um they do. It's really interesting. I had a bet with a friend when I was 17. She said, I bet you can't not eat crisps and chocolate and, and sweets for three months. And I was like, all right, I'll show you. And I did it. And I tried to eat crisps like after that. And I was like, I do not like these anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously over over time, like I have a packet here or a packet there. But it's, it's strange because I used to buy like, five or six different bars of chocolate and then have a little bit of each one because I wanted <laughs> I needed like a selection box <laughs> so but I was I was very good with that and um, not eating like the whole entire six bars just a little bit of each and then that would like last a while um mm-hmm. but it was very interesting that she thought I couldn't do it um and I think if somebody challenges well, for me anyway, challenges me to something. I'm like, I'll, I'll show you. So <laughs> <laughs> um, having like little competitions with yourself, not necessarily for any other reason other than looking after yourself or 
entering uh, a, I was going to say a contest um, or doing some competitions or training for something like Tough Mudders, etc. Like mm. a really great ways to help you or set a wedding <laughs> to help you to think, okay, I want to change these habits because I want to feel good in my body. I want to feel confident. And that ultimately is surely what life's about is feeling the best you can possibly feel. And that is happy and confident, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like with the carnivore, I was like, I'm going to do 30 days because it's, it's a big change to say, you know, I'm only going to eat animal products. And I'd done keto before. And although it definitely stopped the cravings and the overeating, like I just felt really sick on it. I was really full and heavy. So I was like, I don't, you know, I don't want that. And I couldn't stick to keto because of that so yeah. with this I'm like, I'll, I'll try it for 30 days and I'll, I'll you know that's what I'm, I know I can commit to that yeah. rather than going this is me for life um so having that time frame has, has really helped because yeah there's been a few days where I'm like oh, I just don't want to eat any meat <laughs> I can't eat any more meat but then funnily enough like as soon as I'm hungry and I start eating I'm like, oh yeah meat that's what mm-hmm. my body wants you know my body I can feel when I started doing it and I was just eating steak, I was like, my, my body just like is responding to this meat in a way, like as I'm eating it in a way that my body doesn't respond to anything. You know, I'm just numb when I'm eating normally. And my, I can feel the like life force in my body is like, yes, give me, give me. <laughs> I love that. And you should feel like that when you put something into your body, something good and get getting that energy. So you get better brain function and, like all of it is it's all encompassing isn't it um you said it took you a long time to to get through um to to where you are now what do you wish you'd known prior to now that might help other people on their body confidence journey um just in the last two two years like the losing the weight in the last two years um that calories don't matter and that it's like what what you put in your body that matters um and having that nutrient dense food and fat like i i was i wouldn't say i was terrified of fat because i wasn't but i've definitely grown up in that conditioning of like have low fat food Mm. you know don't have high fat if you're gonna have yogurt have low fat um don't have butter you know, have margarine or olive oil or whatever um margarine is the worst thing in the world basically <laughs> plastic yeah i haven't eaten it for years but um i was brought up on anchor butter and lots of it yeah nice <laughs> but yeah like lean meat so you know eat chicken breasts and eat vegetables like i wasn't if I was ever losing weight and it was in calorie restriction, mm. it was, um, you know, 1600 calories a day. And yes, I lost weight, but I did hit a plateau. So I've, I've basically been the same weight for like eight months. And then I started the carnivore and I lost 10 pounds in, in two weeks because I was eating fat and I was eating like two and a half thousand calories a day. Um, so, so yeah, I would say don't focus on the calories, focus on, what you're actually putting in your body and, and it, it it doesn't suit everybody i know that but um like yeah eating a lot of fat and getting your calories from fat for me is, is definitely working 
Um, and especially if you've got ADHD or you know any, any of the kind of neurodiversities, it really does. It's it really is good for, for the brain. And you know, I, I think because we, when you're neurodivergent, you know, you've got a lot of like um, abandonment and rejection wounds anyway. So if you start feeding the brain and start you know functioning better, all of that rejection, anxiety, and all that kind of thing just dampens down so then you're not like going out and eating to please people and cope with you know I I used I went out to a a charity ball last year and I wasn't drinking and it was just so loud I could not cope with with the noise because I would drink normally to like obviously mask all of all of the sensations and the um the noises and stuff so when I wasn't drinking I was like wow this is way too much for my body I cannot cope with this and I had to leave um but that that was you know more what was true for my body whereas in the past you know, I used to go clubbing and um you know have, have, <laughs> have fun with lots of noise and lots of people and stuff but that was clearly you know just a way way overloading my system and not knowing that that was what was happening so it's interesting isn't it it's also like different phases of your life and I couldn't think of I just I couldn't place the idea of not going out to one o'clock in the morning like that's what we used to do we used to go at one o'clock in the morning to like these very loud raves and yeah. I'm just like no I want to get up at seven or eight and go to the gym and the gym's really loud that's that's enough and you know, dance mm. around there, not around all of these. Oh, but those were the days, the fun, the fun stuff. Yeah, definitely fun. Don't regret it. But yeah, can't cope with that anymore. <laughs> Just I and what I really appreciate is having that period of life and knowing that there was enjoyment there. And then knowing what life is now and that there's enjoyment here too. Mm-hmm. And that that's okay. And I used to be like part of the reason to the body confidence series, I used to be so mean to myself and I was never fat. I had the flattest stomach like of my school. I remember like being in a drama class and people pulling my shirts up, like, like, where's your, there's nothing there. And, but I used to think that I was fat. So it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, to, to then make those changes and then to be start to be kind and accept the compliments that were that would come and like looking at myself in the mirror and say right okay this I like this bit I like this bit and dressing for your shape rather than what the latest fashion is I do you know do stuff that makes you feel good in in your own body and like now I'm the heaviest I've ever been but I've packed on so much muscle. And I like the way that I look. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was 18, I was like next to, I don't know how much I weighed, um, and struggling. So you can be heavier and healthier, mm-hmm. but also have more confidence. It's just all about the way that we look at these things. And I think, well, I know I, I certainly feed myself um, better quality nutrition than I used to. Don't buy six bars of chocolate anymore. <laughs> oh dear. So if you could give people 
some top tips for um, increasing their body confidence that they could implement from listening to this? What could they be? Um, I, I think when basically whenever whenever you do get triggered like emotionally like maybe some you know somebody's said something done something a situation has come up um rather than blaming that person or you know having a go and just sort of ranting about what's happening just kind of bring yourself back into your body and bring your presence imagine you're just like you're looking down onto the body so you're separate from it and just notice where the sensations are the tension the pain um and just be with it and breathe into it um and there's 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 basically like layers so so a trauma something that's happened to you in the past has has come up to be healed um and there's there'll be layers to it so there's the initial frustration with with the current situation but that's not what it's really about um, so when, when you go in and you, you breathe and you're, you're being with it, like it will, it will release that frustration and then there'll be a, a different emotion, maybe sadness or anger or something. Um, you know, we tend to repress anger because we, you know, we're told it's not okay to be angry. Um, so, and you, you just start to like move those emotions around the body. So they're not just stuck in one place and like breathe and open up and, be willing to kind of experience that emotion and it might need some you know like, <laughs> like stretching or like stamping your feet um screaming into a pillow screaming into a pillow yeah um and once that once that anger's gone or whatever the emotion is you know, get to the point where you're just empty and there's no story there's nothing and and that's that's how you increase your presence with yourself so that then when you know an, an emotion does come or a trigger does come it, there's a lot more space for it and you're a lot more you have a lot more stillness so that it's easier to go oh, okay yeah this this doesn't matter um i love the work of joe dispenser dr joe dispenser um mm-hmm. and he's got some amazing meditations um around bringing bringing presence and awareness to the body and then um when you when you feel because when you're feeling the emotion it's there's an addiction to the emotion itself yeah and there's a neural pathway there that just automatically like takes you down that road so the more you um the more you replay that emotion and and stay in that the more you reinforce it and the more you stay addicted to it so when you notice it it's like okay well i'm going to choose people don't think they can choose their emotions um but you can you can go okay I'm, i'm I can sense that I'm in anger here. I don't want to be in anger. I'm not denying it. I know that the anger is there. I want to feel peace. So I'm going to choose peace. And again, that might take some time. I might take a day. <laughs> but the more you do it, the quicker it gets. And then you 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 create that neural pathway. Yeah. Um, and you just feel you feel more peace. And you cultivate peace. Um, so yeah, taking responsibility for you for, for what is what you're feeling rather than making it about the external situation and then choosing what you want to feel and creating that more often. Yeah. But Joe Dispenza's meditations are amazing. Um, You can get them on Audible. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. I think there's so much that people can use there and learn to look at how they're nourishing their body and their mind in order to bring about more confidence and 
like thank you so much for sharing your journey and everything that you have shared today i've said shared about 15 times yeah. <laughs> um where can people find you follow you and online stalk you because we're fans of online stalking just not in-person stalking <laughs> um so at the moment facebook i'm sharing a lot on my feed i've also got a free group um called the carnival reset so i'm sharing my carnival journey specifically in there um yeah that's probably the best place for now Amazing. thank you we shall put all of that in the show notes um and if you've got any questions for do you prefer sam or samantha um sam um so if you've got any questions for sam i'm sure she will answer them if you hit her up on facebook and um, if you could leave people with one tip to be more confident what would it be don't give a fuck what people think of you yes <laughs> so true do you know what when i stopped caring what other people thought of me my life became so much better so much better like literally even from like what i do with my hair i mm. used to think because we did it bit by bit by bit and I had this blonde strip in and then we put some color in and then we put some color in and when i thought do you know what it doesn't matter what other people think and what they're going to think about if i like it then that's all that matters. And that gave me so much power and so much freedom that here we are today, you know? Now I look like Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, to everybody listening, please do share this with your wives, girlfriends, sisters, mothers, daughters, um, and also all of the men as well, because they'll be able to share and learn some stuff here too and um, and even with people that you don't like because they might then become a nicer person you might become friends again <laughs> <laughs> Sam, thank you so much thank you to the listeners and we shall see you on the next one bye